Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Kyle Coster Show, presented by The Big Lead. I have a special guest today. This man is not only my manager on the Cubs, he is the commissioner of the International Baseball League of West Michigan. His name is Javi Sanchez, and I have to say, going back when I moved to the area, I wanted nothing more than to find a baseball league to play in. I found the Facebook page. I messaged the league. I got a message back pretty quickly to show up to a game at Ottawa Hills. I had no idea what to expect. I don't think I knew what team I was going to be on. 15 minutes later, I was being informed that I should warm up to pitch. Now, I had pitched a lot growing up. I had pitched a lot in recent years, but I had taken about four years off pitching. First performance, I think I threw four scoreless, and after that, we were off. And honestly, dude, it has been – finding this league has been one of the greatest things in my adult life because it gives me something to look forward to. Obviously, I'm passionate about it, but I have to imagine that you're equally so, if not more. So I thought we could start out by talking about how – you started playing baseball in Grand Rapids and how the Hispanic league morphed into the international league. Yeah. Um, so we actually started the West Michigan uh, baseball league uh, actually in 20, in 2004, it was a Hispanic baseball league. Um, so we started that um, going forward um, and it was just actually four teams. So it was like two teams from Holland, two teams from Grand Rapids. And it was just, we actually just met up at uh, Pinery Park in Wyoming we were practicing one day and some guy showed up and was like, hey, you guys play baseball in Grand Rapids? We have a couple of teams in Holland and that's pretty much how the league was formed. On we just, It was pretty much just a family event when we started. It was some of the Cardinals and some um, myself and other players um, was one team from Grand Rapids. Um, and then at that point, we just created the league. Um, we got some exposure in the Hispanic newspaper um, so that we had six to eight teams the following year. Um, but then a few years ago, we decided to be more uh, diverse and go from the Hispanic League to the International Baseball League of West Michigan. What did it mean for you to have that league, to have the Hispanic League, to have that sense of community? And how have you tried to retain it, even though we grow? And like you mentioned, I'm sitting here as a gringo, and I think we have (laughs) five on the team this year. How do you balance trying to make it feel like it used to be, but also grow and develop to what we want it to be? Um. Yeah, I mean, so we want to make sure, right, to have as many teams as possible, but then also want to be part of that community, right? Um, So we do have someone at uh, Sullivan, right, uh, this year selling tackles, right? So we want to put that portion of it, right, because it's important to, you know, have our roots uh, that we were the Hispanic League and we started it. So we want to have stuff like that. We have players on there. um, Like one of our umpires, Tony, was one of the first players on there as well on a Dominican team. So we want to make sure we keep that going. Um, And then we have plans to do something else to try to get more 
um, Hispanic young players in the league going forward, right? Because um, a lot of our teams that have come in the past couple of years, a lot of high school teams like the White Sox, um, you know, that are um, wanting to play, right, and are younger after high school, college. Um, so we want to make sure we get something going for the younger people so they can, in the future, you know, be part of the International Baseball League going forward. So how many total years is it for you? How long have you been managing and what teams have you played on? Um, so like I said, uh, I've been since 2004. So it's been what, about 18 years now. Um, so that with that, so I mean, my uh, father was a coach of our team. We were the Dodgers at first. Um, so I played uh, for probably like the first nine, 10 years. And then after that, I've been, um, my father just didn't want to, he was the, commissioner then uh he didn't want to do it anymore so then I kind of just took over as the commissioner as the manager of the Dodgers uh, and then eventually a couple years later changes it uh our name from the Dodgers to the Cubs um so at that point so there's been two teams Dodgers and Cubs uh but I've been doing the commissioner and the manager of the Cubs for approximately about eight years now why do you do it I have to imagine it's a tremendous <laughs> amount of extra work but when I see you on Sunday I will give you this you're always into it you know and I think after 18 years maybe there's some days where you would rather be doing something else life gets in the way but you always have a great attitude what do you get out of making sure that this runs smoothly I have to imagine that knowing that maybe 200 people are relying on you and then also getting that little element of fun out of their lives is is a great responsibility but it also must be really rewarding to see how much fun is being had out there on Sundays. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I honestly just do it to try to get, you know, promote baseball right in the community um, out of that. Right. So usually, you know, uh, I go to the field like at nine in the morning, making sure um, the city opens the parks, make sure that the lines are done on there. Right. First games at 10 in the morning. Uh, so pretty much my Sunday is like uh, all day at the fields, like even, this Sunday, right, uh, we had our game at one, stayed a little bit for, you know, the four o'clock game at Hillcrest, then went over and finished uh, watching the last 4 p.m. game at Sullivan, making sure everything wrapped up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just get out of making sure that people um, play baseball, right, and making sure that everybody had a good time and all of that, right? So, I mean, that's just pretty much it, is just promoting baseball and making sure everybody has fun. I remember when I was younger and, you know, wanting to play and people um, you know, we didn't really have a league. So that's what kind of my father started it. So just making sure that people have a league where they can come in and play, right? You know, whatever talent level, right? High school, college, you know, or, you know, there's people on teams that, you know, barely started playing baseball when they're adults, right? Like that's, you know, um, what we want to do is promote baseball in the community overall. So it's going to be a little bit different for you, but I'm going to be asking people about their favorite IBLWM moment or accomplishment. You have a lot to choose from. So let's separate it. Let's first talk about the on-field success. Since I've joined, we've won two championships in four years, but I know that there were more before that. How many rings have you actually won and which one kind of means the most to you? Um, actually, we've only won three. So it's two with the Cubs and one with the Dodgers. I think the first one meant a lot just because we were always in the championship uh, game for like three or four years. Right. So it had a, we had to get over that hump. So I think that was the main one, the last cup, the two for the Cubs have been special as well, but I think that first one 
um, just getting over the hump and getting the championship, getting one ring, like that's that's the main one that I, I still remember to this day. What about off the field? Uh, as the league has grown, what stands out to you as something that you're most proud of? There's a lot. I mean, uh, we didn't have an All-Star game until a few years ago, right? So I think everybody loves the All-Star game, going to see uh, that, the Home Run Derby, right? So we're trying to make sure uh, to build that up, right? To make sure that, you know, even people... Uh, that are on, you know, the lesser teams get involved in there as well. So I think that's one of the accomplishments, right? Getting up to 12 teams, right? Um, I know even like five, six years ago, we were like at four teams, right? So now we've tripled that. And hopefully next year, you know, more teams come um, to do that. So I think those would be the two accomplishments that uh, I would say are very meaningful. It's impossible to do this without talking about Sullivan Valley Field, uh, the marquee, venue that we play on that we always want to play on um you know eventually i've been informed that we are going to play there this year so that will be great uh still looking forward to that but what is what has your relationship been like with the field the people who are trying to restore the field and what does it mean to you to be able to play there on select days yeah uh i mean uh my relationship uh with the fans of valley field with paul specifically is very good uh, so, I mean, we partner up on different events, right? So, they, we partnered up on last year's All-Star game, um, other events going on. So, I mean, the relationship is good. I mean, it's good what they're doing for the community, trying to, you know, restore that field, right? I mean, right now it's, you know, uh, a great field, but imagine once it's restored, it's going to be, you know, a wonderful field, field going forward. So, um, yeah, I support them and then they support us as well, right? So, I mean, that's a good uh, partnership that, that we do have. So, hopefully... Um, you know, we get it restored uh, after our season, not during, hopefully, but uh, going forward. But yeah, I mean, Paul's a good guy and hopefully uh, everything he has planned out work, works out for him. It's tough to predict the future, but I have intentions of playing in this league for as long as it exists. Uh, I'd like to play with my kids. Um, do you think, do you give a lot of thought to how long this can last and if maybe it's something that can persist even after you're you move on or we all age out is it something that you'd love to see go on for the next 30 years and how realistic do you think that it is it does seem like the city of Grand Rapids is really open and accepting to it and has been largely really good to us but it does there will be challenges you know the economy will be crowded and we are not exactly a money machine generating a bunch of revenue for these places but what do you think the long-term viability of the league looks like best case scenario and then also with like a little bit of realism sprinkled in there um yeah I mean I think we can keep it going for years to come right like I said I mean we've been at this for uh, 18 years um we started at city of Wyoming um then we moved on to southwest in Grand Rapids now we've moved on to the west side to Sullivan um valley field Belknap, hillcrest right so even the 18 years there's been up and downs right so i think we can keep it going for you know another 18 20 years it's just making sure we have a partnership with some of you know the people that are coming up right like you said you know we want to play forever right but at some point right we got to give leeway to some of these younger guys so it's just more having a combination of how do we get exposure to the league but then also 
uh, people are coming out of high school, college, they want to keep playing, right? I think that's the, the main thing. It's keeping it going, especially baseball overall, right? I mean, uh, a lot of kids play travel ball, but then after that, they don't get to play at all, right? So it's just more about that. How do we get that going for them and exposing our league and keeping it growing, right? So as we have been the past three or four years, growing from six teams to eight to eight to 10, now to 12 teams this year. If we keep this up, I mean, we can keep going, you know, for years to come. Um, so I think that's a realistic uh, and something that we're hoping um, can last for another 20 years. What's the hardest part about being a commissioner? What's a tough decision that you've made that you either got right or you'd like to have a do-over on? It's hard, man. I don't like to second guess myself, but I mean, um, I think just the hardest part is finding umpires right now, right? Even uh, there's an umpire uh, shortage in high school and college, right? So I think that's the biggest one is trying to get that every Sunday, right? Um, teams wants two umpires, but it's hard to get two umpires there every Sunday, you know, for three games. Um, so I think that's one. Um, other than that, I mean, I think everything we've done, um, has been positive. So, I mean, I don't want to, you know, say anything else other than that, but I, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. All right. Let's shift over to some current events. We are two and one. And then just Jeremy and I have talked about the last few weeks. It does seem like the top of the league is more competitive than in recent years. The White Sox are surprising three and oh, the Cardinals are two and one. The Mariners are up there. And of course the A's who beat us on opening day are undefeated and are in the driver's seat. Is that what you're seeing? Are you seeing where this league is this year as the playoffs expand to six, not only will there be a tough fight for the top two, I believe, but I think you go all the way down to six, seven, eight, and there's some really good teams that on any given day can crop up and beat a team like us or beat a team like the A's. And that has not been the case in my previous four years in the league. Yeah, I mean, the competition for this year is a lot better. Like you said, the A's and the White Sox undefeated. Um, the Cardinals are a good team. They lost, you know, by a couple runs the first game. Uh, the Mariners lost a heartbreaker to the White Sox uh, by one run last Sunday. Um, even the, the Padres are 2-1, and one, right? They're, they're new this year. So, I mean, the competition level is there. We have, you know, uh, right now currently the Marlins are in eighth place. And the Marlins, I mean, they're, they have a, a really good team. So at that, we have eight good teams. And then with that, even the Tigers are better this year than they were last year. Um, so, I mean, the competition level is a lot better. And I mean, I think that's um, good for everyone. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a hard fought fight for just even making it into the playoffs this year. Um, since we have so many good quality teams this year. Who are your favorite players on other teams to watch that you just really respect their game? Actually, uh, watching the Mariners, White Sox, uh, Lindy, Lindy Sosa. I mean, he had some good at bats. So, I mean, uh, he's always good. Um, you know, from the Cardinals, the Cardinals hit, uh, I watched two, three innings on Sunday. They hit three bombs in that amount. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a combination, man. Like every week there's someone else that, that sticks out there. Um, I mean, I just love watching all the games, seeing the new players, right? Because even, not even just on our team, right? Like one day, you know, you're throwing five innings, you know, Flicky's throwing three, right? So every single game, there's someone new out there that catches your eye out there. I think that's what's important about this year is that, that um, the teams don't just have one good player. There's 
one or two guys that could beat you any single Sunday. I think that that's, first of all, I think that's obviously a good thing, but I also think that this year is going to highlight who can manage the best because we get into the playoffs and if teams have three or four options, as opposed to having one, like it's, it's been a long time, it's going to be about pressing those right buttons. What's it like to manage a team of adults who respect your authority, uh, but also you're kind of an equal. Yeah. um, I mean, it's difficult at times, right. Um, Just because you have so many personalities. Right. And then also it's trying to make sure, right. That everybody gets their playing time. Right. So it's, um, trying to organize everything and have those tough conversations with guys, right, of like, hey, like, maybe you're not going to start today, you know, pitching, or you're not going to start on the field, uh, but you're going to get your at-bats, right, so I think that's the difficult part, because, I mean, um, we don't get paid to play, right, so everybody wants to come out, right, that comes on a Sunday, wants to come out and get their at-bats, get their innings pitched, um, so it's just making sure you have those conversations with those guys, letting them know that they're not, especially when you have a bigger roster like we do, where it's, uh, you know, it's hard to find playing spots. You know, there's some of the rosters you might only have 10 or 11 guys, which, you know, almost everybody's playing at that point. But for us with a bigger roster, it's important to for people to know the roles of if they're a role player, if they're a starter, which I think most the guys on our team know what they're um, what the role on the team is. I totally agree. And it's a situation that can go wrong uh, a lot of different ways. But I mean, I think the reason why our team works is we are 17 deep. Everybody kind of understands what role they're going to play in the regular season. But then the playoffs come and you just have no idea what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to be the backup catcher. You don't know if Kean is going to be in there. You just don't know who's going to find themselves on the hill. I mean, Ariel in center field who hasn't pitched this year, he could very well be a playoff pitcher. It's just about getting there, being ready when the moment is called. And I think that like, you know, I have learned so much about myself playing in this league that I didn't in, in previous times, a big part of that is a byproduct of getting older, right. And contextualizing what it means to you and finding joy and maybe not being on the field all the time, but it really is cool to see how personalities work together on something that people really care about, but they're able to compartmentalize it to the point where they don't allow it to ruin their good time on Sunday. And I think that's a testament to the league kind of having like the perfect amount of competitive competitiveness throughout the summer. And then playoffs are a different story because that feels like intensity is, is usually ratcheted up quite high, but, but on, on a whole, everybody kind of comes to the field with the same mindset of we're going to try hard to win. We're going to play a good game but also it's not the end of the world if we lose. And I think that that's really shows people what baseball can be. And I will say one more thing too, about the, um, you know, the Hispanic flavor of the league. Um, I grew up playing baseball in a very strict rules oriented way. Uh, Very old school, didn't understand emotion, like a lot more buttoned up and, and things like that. And this league has opened my eyes to, something that I probably should have known before, but had never really experienced on a weekly basis is that there's a lot of different ways to approach it. And I think what's cool about the international portion of this is like players can learn from other players about how they go about their business. Maybe one style is not for everybody, but you can take little elements of what people do and incorporate it into the game. And I think that that's something that's almost like bigger than baseball when you get down to it. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's even with that too, it's like, um, you know, we're trying to put music out there, right? So, I mean, a lot of people don't, you know, play with that, which, you know, in our Hispanic community, like we play music and play throughout the whole game, right? So, I mean, we're trying to make sure it's, it's uh, and then even now, right, you have, you know, the, the A's out there playing music now too, right? So it's, um, so I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're all here to have fun, right? I mean, obviously it's competitive, we all want to win, but the ultimate goal is, win and have fun together right all right one final question before i get you out of here all right give me your best sales pitch for someone who might want to play baseball get back into baseball what is this league going to afford them this league is going to uh provide um likes right so friendships right so that you come out here you can play right so i mean at that point um, you can have a Sunday, right? I mean, we play out throughout the whole summer, right? So you have 18 or 20 Sundays we can come out here and play throughout. I mean, our league is pretty economical compared to other leagues uh, around. Um, so at that point, I mean, it's, you know, you're probably paying 100 to 200 bucks per player, you know, per the season, which, you know, when you breaks down about $10 per game, if you're doing that, then at that point, right? Um, you're reliving your glory days at that point, right? I mean, like I mentioned before, right, we have so many players that um, we just started the player of the weeks. And I think, uh, I don't think we've had a repeat so far. Each guy from each team has been different every single week, right? So then at that point, right, you're reliving your glory days, but then you're also getting exposure on there. Um, you're getting to um, play, right? And at that point, right, if you have played before, you're regaining those skills, or even if you haven't played, right, you're learning new skills to do that, right? Then at that point, right, like you mentioned, right, if you're, you're also dealing with adults, right, so not just building the friendships, but also building, if you're a manager, right, how, how are you going to have those leadership qualities going forward on there? So this league provides a lot of things for whatever people are looking for. That's Javi Sanchez, Commissioner of the International Baseball League of West Michigan. Thanks a lot, man. See you Sunday. All right. Take it easy, man.